Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I am Anthony Bermudez, your host, and I'm here with Derek Carlson. What's up, buddy? Hey, Anthony. It is good to be back, man. We're just uh, going right through podcast after podcast. Plowing through these things like the Incredible Coke. So today's topic of discussion is going to be about vacant lots and matching it with local home builders. So, Derek, let's play matchmaker. Oh, absolutely. Let's swipe right, Anthony. Yeah, We're going right. to swipe right. Here's the deal. Um, I, this is a strategy uh, that I've used for many, many years. Um, and I see some of the top agents, some of the top talent in the real estate industry have been doing this successfully themselves, making a ton of money where the rest of the industry has been ignoring it. And that's exactly what you, you said, Anthony. Um, it's taking a vacant piece of land. Mm-hmm. Okay, and matching it up with a local home builder. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, anybody that's listening, again, by a show of hands, raise your hand if this is you. How many of you go after expired listings? Raise your hand right now if you go after expired listings. Me, me, me. Me, 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 me. I'm a Mike <laughs> Ferry agent. I'm a Craig Proctor, Tom Ferry agent. Okay, let me ask you this then. Next question. How many of you go after expired lot listings? Uh, uh, uh. You know why you don't? Because you see no value in a $40,000 lot that you might make 3% of, get a $1,200 commission check, and to do a ton of work. And by the way, those vacant lots are sitting on the market where they go expired, they go terminated, and they're on the market for hundreds and hundreds of days. Why? Agents like you are ignoring vacant lots. Because you, t- you don't want to make a $1,200 commission check. Right. Well, what if I told you in the next 30 minutes and gave you a system of where you can take that vacant lot and turn it into not a $1,200 check, but by finding a local home builder and matching it up with that vacant lot mm-hmm. and remarketing it, not as a vacant lot, but as a to-be-built home. Wow. See, Anthony, studies have been done from Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia.com. of all of their viewers on those websites only search for the finished product. That's resale homes. That's new construction homes. Only 5% of all viewers search for vacant land. That's why those lots are going expired. It has nothing to do with pricing. It has nothing to do with anything other than there's no exposure. And here's the reality. Most consumers can't imagine. They're searching for the finished product. So what we're going to do, Anthony, is we're going to take those vacant lots, play matchmaker, swipe right, find a builder, and remarket it not as a piece of land, but as a finished product of a to-be-built home. Sounds good. Let's see how you do this. All righty, all righty. So the first thing, the next question I want to ask is, can you find investment properties with at least 10% profit out there? In the old days, 2009, 2010, it was a piece of cake. Your investors, after I'm done sharing this information on this podcast, if, you have a, if you're a realtor and you have investors, I'm going to tell you right now, you could find a vacant piece of land, find the right product from a local home builder and add it to that lot, remarket it, and your investors might find enough spread 
a 10% profit to actually flip a pre-construction property. So let's go into this. It's a, it's what I call my seven step process. Step one, you got to find the lot. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's the easiest part of the steps. Finding a vacant piece of land. We'll go over that. Step two, you got to find the right builder and the right floor plan. Because sometimes you might find the right lot, but you don't want to overbuild for the area. Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. If all the homes in the last six months that sold in that area were 1,500 square feet, does it really make sense to build a 3,100 square foot home? Right. Or an overpriced luxury builder? Mm -hmm. No. So you got to find the right builder and the right floor plan. We'll go over that. Step three, let's play matchmaker to see if the numbers work. Step four, the details. What do you need to know before you can go to step five, which is actually filling out the paperwork where your lot owner and builder get on the same page and legally allow you to promote that property with a to-be-built home on it. Step six, we're going to talk about some marketing ideas. And then step seven, let's build it. So let's get going. Now, step one, finding the lot. There is an abundance of available lots out there. And I'm going to go over the ways that you can find vacant lots that basically in all sense and purposes, other realtors are ignoring. Okay. Number one, expired listings. Go after expired lot listings. I just asked you how many of you are calling expired lot listings. I'm going to tell you right now, the hands went down. Terminated lot listings. How many of you are going after lot listings that terminated? FISBO lot listings. Going into the county records. You ever been driving down a street, Anthony, and you look, and there's a vacant piece of land? You know a home should be built there, but there's no sign. It's no for sale by owner. It's not on the MLS. It's just vacant. I'm going to show you how to find who the owner of that land is and what to write to them. And then finally, believe it or not, if you have investors or buyers... You can go into the MLS and find active listings mm. and match it up with the floor plan from your local builder where the, the math works. It makes sense right. where, in fact, you might have equity in the home the day you move in. So let's talk about expired listings. And I can only go with my local market. But right now in Naples, Florida, as an example, just Naples, there's 624 expired lot listings over the last 365 days. Those are listings that every realtor has been ignoring. Mm. So imagine you pick up the phone. There isn't 18 other realtors trying to get that listing. It's you. And imagine if you went to that homeowner and said, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I'm sorry, Mrs. and Mrs. Lot Owner, I have a solution to get your property sold a lot quicker than the previous realtor. Can I come in and talk to you about my plan, which we're going to go over in a little bit? Here's the letter that I would send uh, or email or communication that I would send to expired listings. I'll, I'll read it to you, Anthony. Dear Mr. Smith, my name is Derek Carlson and I'm a local realtor. I'm, so, I'm sorry that your lot did not sell while it was on the active real estate market in the MLS. I work with a local builder. I would like to discuss with you a successful strategy that works in which I can capitalize the highest possible value for your lot. In some cases... We may be able to get you more money for your lot than market value if the numbers work. I'll go over that. 
I would love to talk to you about your lot. Please call me at 239-963-4499 as soon as possible. I look forward to our conversation. Best regards, Derek Carlson, MVP Realty. That's the letter that I would send out to expired lot owners. Mm -hmm. Terminated listings. Right now in the MLS, there's 137 terminated lot listings in Naples, Florida. Nobody's going after them. Why? Why? They're looking at it as a lot. Do you really want to go after a $22,000 terminated lot listing Mm. and make $660? By the way, you notice how fast I multiplied by 3%? You sure did. (laughs) Every realtor can (laughs) multiply by 3%, buddy. Right. So anyways... So nobody wants it, but imagine if you go to a local builder that's paying 3% on the build, now you're making 3% on the build, you're making 3% on the lot, you just turn a $22,000 lot into a $9,000 commission check. So go after terminated lot listings, same letter as expireds, but instead of talking about expired listings, we're talking about how the lot didn't sell uh, and that they actually terminated their previous realtor. Fizbo's. FISBO lot listings. Now, obviously, you might have a service where you go and target for sale by owners, maybe Land Voice or the RedX.com. I would make it a lot more simpler than that. Go to Craigslist, and instead of the section where you select real estate by owner, I mean, uh, real estate by broker, select real estate by owner. Those are all FISBOs for sale by owners. And then under the search bar, type in lot. Mm. Up will come a list of all the vacant lots in your area for sale by owner. Yep. The beauty about this is you can obviously send them a letter or since they're on Craigslist, you can email them. And here's what I would write. This is to Fizbo's. Dear Mr. Smith, my name is Derek Carlson. I'm a local realtor. I see that you are selling your lot for sale by owner. I work with a local builder. I would like to discuss with you a successful strategy that works in which you can capitalize the highest possible value for your lot. In some cases, we may be able to get you more money for your lot than market value if the numbers work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over that. I'd love to talk to you about your lot. Please call me at 239-963-4499 as soon as possible. I look forward to our conversation. Now, the last two. Lots that are unlisted. They're not for sale by owners. They're not in the MLS. They're not expired. They're not terminated. It's basically you're driving down XYZ Street. You look to your right. There's a house there and a house there, and there's a piece of vacant land in the middle of two houses that obviously looks like a home should be built on it. Go to your local appraiser's website. So, for example, collierappraiser.com for Collier County. When you go to that website, there's an area called GIS Maps. Click that button. When you pull up GIS Maps, they're going to ask you, hey, which street are you looking for? You type in XYZ street. Mm-hmm. Now you're on the street and the map comes up. And then you could zoom in and zoom out until you find that vacant piece of land. Then they have a cursor called identify. You select identify and then you drop the pin on the lot that you discovered was vacant. By selecting identify on that lot, it will give you the homeowner's name oh, wow. and their address. Right. And then you send them this letter. <laughs> Dear Mr. Smith, my name is Derek Carlson. I'm a local realtor. I researched the county database and found your vacant lot. I work with a local builder. I would like to discuss with you the successful strategy, blah, 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 just like the other letters that we sent out. Finally, active listings. This is the one I find very interesting. Right now in Naples, Florida, today, right now, 
to prove my point that the consumers are not looking for vacant lots, that they are only at a 95% clip looking at finished product, condos, houses, villas, things like that. Mm -hmm. Right now in the MLS, there's 1,020 active vacant lot listings. I see a lot of hammers swinging out there right now. I see a lot of new construction going on. How the hell in 2018 is there vacant lots where there's over a thousand currently available on the MLS? You know why? People are trying to sell them as a vacant lot. Our consumers don't know how to build a home. Our consumers don't know a local builder. So what I would do is try to play matchmaker. Take the floor plan of your builder. You know how much it's going to cost to build this home. You find a vacant lot. One of the 1,020 that are available, you put them together. Then you ask yourself, I've got a lot for 20 grand. I've got a new construction home for 180,000. One, one, uh, 20,000 plus 180 is 200 grand. Does it make sense to build that home in that neighborhood? Right. If the answer is yes, we've got a match. Right. Now it's just a matter of you getting your buyer to buy that lot and to contract with that builder. And in some cases, you're going to find, and this is where the fun begins. When you do your CMA report for that floor plan on that lot, you're going to find out that it's not worth 200000 You're going to find out that might be the cost to your client. Right. But if they were to flip it and list it, it might be worth two forty, two fifty. Right. Okay. Is that 10% or above 10% that? 10% above that. In some cases, even more. Uh-huh. So when it comes to active listings, um, check out the MLS. Try to play matchmaker. Match it up with floor plans. Okay. So with that said, I'm going to go through some examples real fast. Of active and expired lot listings that are currently on the market or never sold. And then I'm going to share with you how using my system of playing matchmaker, how easily they would have sold. Because if we would have marketed these not as vacant lots, but in the general real estate section, as well as through social media and some of the marketing things, it was sold like hotcakes because it would have been underpriced. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a lot right now in Naples, Florida, 120,000 in a neighborhood called Black Bear Ridge, 120 grand, Black Bear Ridge. I've got another lot for 30,000 in a place called Golden Gate Estates. It's still on the active market, didn't sell. I've got a third one for 23,000, didn't sell in Golden Gate Estates. I found another one for 18,000 in Geo area. Uh, Naples is set up in a geo area and a 48 in Golden Gate Estates for 18 grand didn't sell still on the active market at 18 grand. Mm. I've got another one here for 25,900 in Golden Gate Estates geo area and a 46 still on the active market. I've got five expired listings that we're going to use as an example 43,900 for an expired listing uh, didn't sell in Golden Gate Estates. We have another one that didn't sell in Golden Gate Estates, NA46, for 49901 when expired. We have another listing for 54000 didn't sell it when expired, and NA44, Golden Gate Estates. And then finally, the last two, we have one for 37900 in Golden Gate Estates that when expired, didn't sell. And then the last one in, in a neighborhood called Wilshire Lakes, there's a lot for hundred ninety-five grand that did not sell. Okay, this is a neighborhood that's been built out over the years. I'm going to show you, Anthony, in all those cases, it's safe to say that if it's still on the active market, why? Because nobody's looking for vacant land. Mm. I'm going to show you how they could have sold those like hotcakes if they would have marketed it correctly. I'm going to show you, in my example, 
how you could have sold those expired lot listings by matching them up with a floor plan as well. So we've got all of our lots. Those are 10 examples. Yeah. I told you there's over a thousand um, active listings and obviously all the expired listings that you can go after. So we got our lots. We got our 10 examples. Now I got to find the right builder. Okay. We got to find the right local home builder. I found one here locally. Okay. This builder is not a mom and pop local builder, but they're also not a production builder. They're not like your Lennar Homes, DR Horton, um, WCI. They're not the big, big builders like that. They're, they're a local builder. They do, uh, semi-custom homes, and I'll give you an example of why I chose this builder for my example. They had 21 floor plans. Also, they're not the new kid on the block. They have a track record of success. The worst thing you could do is to match your client up with a wannabe builder, where you're giving your client, and they're giving their hard-earned money to this person that nobody knows in town, but they because the economy's good, they decided to play builder for the week, yeah. and then they don't perform. I chose this builder because of, I believe, uh, in this scenario of playing matchmaker, the numbers work. They have a good price per square foot. They have multiple floor plans. They have great standard features. And that builder that I use is called Metro Home Builders here in Naples, Florida. So what we're going to do, we're going to do a little matchmaking where I take those 10 lots that I just went over and I match them up with one of the 21 floors plans 21 floor plans currently available by Metro Home Builders, okay? So, Metro Home Builders has 21 floor plans. So, let's go back and play matchmaker to those 10 lots where we take the lot plus the floor plan and that price to build that property, mm-hmm. and we see if the if the overall price makes sense for the area that we're trying to build that home. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, the first thing you want to do is when you have a vacant lot, I need you to go into that same exact neighborhood, that same exact area for the last six months and find out the median square footage of every home that closed in that area the last six months. See, this is where agents are going to make a mistake. If you go back in the last six months of all closed transactions and you tell me, Derek, in the last six months in this area, Every single-family home closed, and it was 1,821 square feet on, on, on average. And it was a 3-2 with a garage. Then what you want to do is you want to also see in the area how many bedrooms. Like So, for example, does it make sense to build a five-bedroom home if the common home sold in the last six months is three bedrooms? So you want to take all that data. You're going to do your legwork to make it. Just ask that question. Does the home that you're planning on building on that vacant lot mm-hmm. – um, as a to-be-built, does it make sense, okay? Right. Um, because the last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is to overbuild for the area. It's right. not going to sell. Makes sense. Um, you just want to make sure that you're playing within the median scope of what's been going on, okay? So let's go through those examples. Right. Okay, we're playing matchmaker right now, okay? Let's do it. That first example in Black Bear Ridge, I researched Black Bear Ridge in the last six months. The average size home was a three-bedroom plus a den with a two, uh, two bathrooms. The median square footage of everything that sold in Black Bear Ridge in the last six months was 2,300 square feet. Mm -hmm. The average price per square foot was $225.37, which included a pool. Every home in Black Bear Ridge in the last six months Mm -hmm. included a pool. So we have to compare apples for apples. Right. So now, 
We take that lot, which is 120 grand on the active market right. that's been on the market for many, many days. And then I went to Metro Home Builders to their 21 different floor plans. And I said, I need a 2,300 square foot home because right. that's what's been selling in there. Right. They have a property called the Madrid. The price of the Madrid to be built is $307,800. The square footage, 2297 almost a damn near match. Right. So here's what we did. We took the $120,000 lot price. We added the $307,800 to be build price with Metro. Mm-hmm. That gave us a price of four twenty-seven eight. Remember, I have to add a pool, a pool package. That's $45,000 to build a pool. So my out-the-door cost when I matched up the lot with the builder with the pool was four seventy-two eight. Anthony. If I took the price per square foot of everything that's been selling in Black Bear at two twenty five thirty seven and multiplied it by Metro's two thousand two hundred ninety seven square feet, the price came to five hundred seventeen thousand six hundred seventy five dollars. Wow, unbelievable! That you got a, a really so in essence here, you, yeah, you're making over ten percent on your investment because or close to it. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. People don't think about it that way, Derek. And I think you're right about that when you hit on it because most people, when they go and they're looking for property, they're not looking for a lot because they don't want to go out of their way to find the builder. So you marrying the lot and the builder is going to come out to be a great investment even though no one thinks of it that way. No, look at that. 517 is what it should have cost. Yeah. Remember. That's a resale home that was built eight years ago. Right. This is a brand new home for four seventy two. Brand new. So so to look at the equity that your homeowner is gonna have the day they close on their brand new to be built home. Let's continue. Example number two was that Golden Gate Estates lot NA forty three. First thing I had to do, I had a lot, NA forty three, Golden Gate Estates. What's been selling in the last six months? Three bedroom, two bath with a square footage median size of 1,593 square feet. Mm-hmm. They weren't pool homes over there, so it was $185.81 square feet uh, per square foot. So I have my lot, $30,000. I need to find a floor plan with Metro for about 1,593 square feet. They have a 1,495 square foot home called the Valencia for $230,800. I take the $30,000 lot cost, I, I add the Valencia for $230,800, the out-the-door cost for your client is $260,800, $260,800. Now, if I took the price per square foot of that area at one eighty-five eighty-one and multiplied it by the Valencia square footage of fourteen ninety-five, the cost for a resale in there, if we're comparing apples for apples, mm-hmm. would have been... Two hundred seventy-seven thousand seven eighty-five. Again, we have ourselves a positive match. Right. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I mean, this is just something that makes sense, and you probably go down, go down every lot, all of the ten, and be able to find that. And, and it sounds like the key as well is you finding a builder that has all these different items, the, the different yep. sizes, but it's affordable and it makes sense having the lot exactly. combined with the builder. Now, I'm not going to go through all ten, but I'm going to give you two more examples. Okay. okay? I got one right here, NA48, Golden Gate Estates, okay? Naples, Florida. The, uh, if you go back in that area, the average price per square foot the last six months for everything that's closed is $191.66. Mm-hmm. The average square footage of all those homes was uh, 1410 
So I need to go to the Metro Home Builders and find a floor plan that matches up nicely with that. They have one right. called the Bilbao. The Bilbao plan is fourteen hundred and fifteen square feet. It's almost a da- it's almost a match. Look at that. Yeah. The Bilbao floor plan is two hundred twenty thousand eight hundred. Well, if I take that two hundred twenty thousand eight hundred and take it with the lot that's still on the active market for twenty three thousand, my out the door cost to build that home on that lot would be two forty three eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Check out the investment opportunity on this one, Anthony. If I took the 191.66 square footage of everything that's been selling and multiply mm-hmm. it by 1,415 square feet, which is the uh, Bilbao, I get a price of 270, 240. You're looking at at least a 10, 11, 12% equity yeah. the day your buyer moves into the property. To a brand new home, a built in equity to a brand new home that many people in that community, I'm sure, it, it, it's just the fact that it's brand, this is amazing. I, I'm mind blown. By not thinking of it like this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's something me as a having prior listings, man. I've had lots and I never thought of that. No, because, and here's the thing, and, and, and you don't really care about the lot listings. If you think of it as a lot listing, and all due respect, it's a $23,000 lot. What are you right. going to make? 660 bucks? Right. So, you, so you're not excited. But now Metro's giving you commission on the build. Right. And, and now you're getting commission on the lot. You're starting to make eight, nine, 10 grand for this. Now, I'm going to give you the last example. Sure. Remember that one that went expired in Wilshire Lakes? It was a $195,000 lot? Yep. Wilshire Lakes has been around for probably at least, what, 10, 12, 13 years? Longer, probably. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this might be the last lot in there. To be okay. honest with you, I was shocked to find out that there was still a buildable lot right. because it's a, a community that has been around for a very long time of high-end homes. Right. So what I did is I went back the last six months, and I found that the median square footage of everything that sold in... Uh, Wilshire Lakes was 3,122 square feet. It's a bigger home. Mm. I also looked, and every one of them had a pool. Okay? Okay. So, with a pool, the uh, price per square foot for Wilshire Lakes was $226.31. So, then I went to Metro, and I said, I need to get a square footage of a home that's about 3,122 square feet. They had one Mm, called the Santa Fe. Santa Fe. 3,031 square feet. Now, the Santa Fe to have Metro build that product is $440,800, okay? So you take the 195 lot, $195,000, you add the $440,800 for the Santa Fe, you add a $45,000 pool package, and your price out the door is $680,800. Remember, for a brand new home surrounded by homes that are all 14 years old, so that price per square foot, what we need to do is take the two twenty six, two hundred twenty six dollars and thirty one cents, and multiply it by the three thousand and thirty one. If they wanted to uh, compare apples for apples, the price would have been six eighty five nine forty five. But here's the deal: all those homes were built thirteen to fourteen Correct. years ago. Correct. So you can't compare it. No, you can't compare. So, 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 have you ever had a client in the old days, Anthony, um, that said, "Listen." I'm looking for Wilshire Lakes. I know the neighborhood, but I just there's nothing available right now. Right. Imagine calling that homeowner and say, "I've got something for you." Right. Forget about trying to find a resale. Yeah. We're going to get you in there cheaper. Right. By buying that hundred ninety-five thousand dollars lot and contracting with Metro. Right. And putting a brand new damn home on that lot. Right. 
kind of appealing to somebody that's been picky looking for the right home, right. but picky, they know they want that neighborhood. Being able to build it from scratch and, and knowing that they're getting lots of value of it and being the new kid on the block. And I think that when it comes to having a modern home being built in a community established like that, absolutely, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. And here's the thing. Think about it. Some of those Wilshire homes that we had for $226 a square foot mm-hmm. might have Formica. Right. Might have lower ceilings. Mm-hmm. The, the overall floor plans that are being built today – and the quality in the homes today, yeah, they have better windows for hurricane uh, right. reasons. It's a much better product. Right. And guess the what? Right. You actually paid less than the resale. Right. Much less. And who's to say that you couldn't negotiate the one ninety five that hundred ninety five thousand dollar lot price Ex- down to one eighty exactly. or one seventy five? Exactly. That's the key that you left out altogether. Is that you able to negotiate with the builder and the lot? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so now here's the deal. Let's continue the story. You've got a match. When you're doing your pencil search and you're, mm-hmm. and you're playing matchmaker with your pencil and you're really you're saying does it make sense? If you have a match, here's what you got to do. You got to really crunch the numbers now. Right. This isn't a guessing game. If you're going to tell your client to make a move on a vacant lot and to contract uh, with a builder, it's not a guessing game. So you got to do a comprehensive CMA report. Okay. Remember how I just did one real quickly? Yeah, you did, right. Okay, I would dig in deeper to make sure that what I just went over was right. 100% accurate. Make sure, right. And do your due diligence. Now, here's the thing. Doing your due diligence on the pricing side is one thing. That's what you can control. But questions are going to come up about that lot. And these are the questions you might have to find the answer to before your client makes a move on that lot. Number one, is the lot buildable? Number two... That Santa Fe floor plan, will it fit on that lot? Number three, is there an environmental study already done on the lot? Number four, does the lot need any more infrastructure? Does it need more fill and dirt to be brought in to build that Santa Fe floor plan? Mm -hmm. Are there any additional costs? Maybe there's water and sewer connection hookup that's not included in that metro price. Um, Here's the deal. At the end of the day, you can do your due diligence and research. A lot of the answers are going to come from the builder because they right. do this day in and day out. Exactly. The builder's going to know, you know what? That area, I'm familiar with it. Yep. Uh, we can build that Santa Fe based on the guidelines and the setback guidelines. Yep. He's going to be able to figure that out for right. you. But here's the beauty of it. Most vacant lot contracts give you a, a due diligence period Whoa, for okay. you to be able to figure out all this oh, stuff. that's beautiful. So my suggestion would be is if you, if you find a match – and the price works out, and you've done your CMA report, Yeah, maybe lock up the lot. Right. Have your client put it under contract with a due diligence period, and during that due diligence period, they're meeting with the builder. Right. They're seeing the county. They're doing all the stuff to make right. sure that, that you can build um, that Santa Fe floor plan. Does that no, make sense? No, absolutely. Just giving yourself that time period of just doing the due diligence and making sure that lot works out and there are not going to be any issues once they start building because the last thing you want to do is be tied up and knowing there's going to be issues you may have to come more out of pocket exactly exactly now so that's the details now with the details hopefully you found an expired lot listing and the the owner of that lot says i would like to list my property with you Mm. somebody's terminated maybe it's a fisbo they're like i want to list my home with my my vacant lot with you Mm -hmm. because you've got a game plan what you just showed me makes perfect sense and in fact i'm probably going to get full price for my lot based on what you just showed me when you compare it with other homes in the area that closed over the last six months so in the paperwork you need two things 
The first thing you need is somewhere on the listing agreement, the vacant lot listing agreement, Mm -hmm. you need to add something. More than likely, there's a section called additional terms or whatnot on that listing agreement. And you've got to clearly spell it out. The seller or the lot owner gives permission to MVP Realty or your brokerage firm to market this lot with the Valencia model provided by Metro Home Builders. The price to be determined after Metro Home Builder has the opportunity to do a survey and cost to build analysis. We're going to talk about that in one minute. The lot will not be listed in the MLS until a Metro Home Builders has given uh, MVP Realty the analysis and cost to build. And then on this example, the seller to be paid $185,000 for the lot, Metro Home Builders to be paid uh, the cost of the construction, which they'll contract directly with the buyer and not the owner of the property. So basically, the owner of the property, you got to get permission from mm. them that you're not going to list it as a vacant lot, right. but in all your marketing efforts, you're going to list it with a home on it right. as a package deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so now, once you have that, the next thing you need is once you get the agreement from the owner, you got to go to the local builder and you got to get something called a letter of intent. That's where the builder says to you, hey, here's the deal. We agree to build the Santa Fe model on that piece of land mm-hmm. for an out the door cost of $485,000. We've already walked the land, we've determined that the home can be built on the land. And there is no additional infrastructure. So if you came to us with a buyer for 480000 on that lot, we would start construction on it once they contracted with us directly. Okay. And in this letter of intent, it basically says that both the, uh, the listing agent or brokerage firm plus the builder can terminate this letter of intent at any time without further notice. Why? You don't want to be able to go to the builder six years from now and say, hey, remember me? You're supposed to build this house for four hundred eighty thousand. Right. Okay. Prices change. Uh, the economy changes. Things change in the world of construction. Yeah. So it's basically something for you to have in your folder that says, "Hey, I didn't make up this price. Truly, Metro Home Builders on that lot will build that home for four hundred eighty grand. You add the lot. You add the pool. This is why I'm marketing it at six hundred eighty thousand. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Okay. I, mean, I think very, very good stuff. I'm just. La- lastly, <laughs> okay, so now you have, in one hand, a lot listing agreement mm-hmm. that gives you permission to market it with a to-be-built home. In the other hand, you got a letter of intent from the local okay. builder. Now it's time to go market it. Now, what I would do if I were you is I would market it a couple of ways. The first thing I would do, I would go to my local sign builder and have a sign that says, build this home. And it would be a picture of the Santa Fe with the floor plan. With your information and a big sign on the front of that vacant piece of land. Wow. So if anybody was driving around, they're not looking at it as a vacant piece of land. They're looking at it like, oh my, oh, wow, I can build this house for 260 grand on this lot? Right. I'm going to call the realtor immediately. So I would get a yard sign with the floor plan right. and stop marketing it as a vacant lot. Number yep. two, I would create a lead capture page for that home to be built. On a, on a website like listingstoleads.com. Yep. Perfect. And then I would market it. Like, for example, the lead capture page that I would have would say something like, Naples, Florida, new construction, single family home starting from the 3068. Mm-hmm. And then people put in their information and request more information on that Santa Fe floor plan. Right. Then what I would do is go on my social media blitz. It's free. And I would literally take that lead capture page, 
for that Santa Fe floor plan mm-hmm. and market the heck out of it oh. on social media. I would go to Craigslist right. and market the hell out of it on Craigslist. I would go to Facebook Marketplace and market that to-be-built home, not a vacant piece of land, but now a to-be-built home on Facebook Marketplace. I would run targeted ads on Facebook going after a targeted audience specifically interested in homes similar to this Santa Fe floor plan or whatever the 21 floor plans that you're trying to market. Right. I would I would run those ads. So again, social media blitz, yard sign, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook ads. That's about it. Then here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a lead. You're going to take that lead to the sales center of the local builder. You're going to meet the lead or the buyer at the sales center. And they're going to register your client under you. The sales center, the builder, is going to then go over to floor plans. They're going to determine, does it fit or not? We've already know the answer. Maybe at that time, that buyer might want to change floor plans. Yeah. You never know. Right. But as long as you registered them, what do you care? Right. You're going to get paid the commission from the builder anyways. Um, Then they're going to pick out the lot or confirm the lot. They're going to finalize the price and the features of the home. They're going to sign the contract for not only the lot, but also the new construction to be built home with the the builder. Mm -hmm. Do you know that some financing is available with new construction where they can still get 3% financing? Really? Yeah, they don't have to put down 10, 20%. Wow, okay. So in this example, Metro Home Builders just requires 3%. Oh. Um, by the way, the realtors don't get paid their commission in eight months. That's they get paid their commission when the contract is ratified by the buyer and the builder. Interesting. Usually in about 45 to 60 days. Look at that. Okay. So the builder takes about eight months to build the home here locally. Then there's a final walkthrough, and then the client moves into the home in about eight months after the final walkthrough. Wow. That's it. Wow. Done. What a piece Easy of peasy. There, yeah. So I wanted to do this uh, this podcast today because I, I've done this training in the past. Agents have found it interesting. And again, it's about taking a lot that you would normally ignore and turning nothing into something. Right. By using stats, by by using things, does it just make sense? Right. And in the examples that I gave you, I mean, there's a lot of money that uh, a consumer can have in equity by going new construction versus resale. No, this is unbelievable. But I'm going to wrap this up, Derek. Thank you so much. Because I think the, the fact that 5% of viewers are only looking for lots, and you have over 1,000 lots, vacant lots available, currently listed out there in Naples, Florida. For you realtors out there, this is a great strategy to implement. And I think there's a lot of positive to it, from it. But so, Derek Carlson, thank you so much once again for another segue here in the Lead Generation Lab podcast of Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing. <laughs>